Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. It's November 30th, and we got a huge seasonal wrap-up episode coming out for y'all today. As always, I'm your boy Hirsch, and with me is Mike. What's going on? And the hype man, Wes. What's good? And Gator Nation, we just want to thank y'all all out there for all of you that download each and every episode. And if you're not downloading each and every episode, we'd uh, we'd appreciate it if y'all would do that. It helps us a tremendous amount. Um, and as always, guys, if you haven't, check us out, check us out on YouTube. Um, subscribe to our channel, hit the like button on the episode, and uh, leave us a comment, man. We're we're reading every every comment, and um, we enjoy reading some of the stuff y'all shout out to us out there. And as always, guys, if you'd like to support us as creators, check out our Patreon at Respect Our Decision. Want to give a big shout out to our uh, Patreon subscribers out there. We appreciate y'all. And um, as always, guys, each and every dollar we make out of this goes right back into the show. Um, and big shout out, as always, to our uh, sponsor, Camwood Supplements. Big shout out to CamwoodSupplements.com for all of your workout supplements, your recovery supplements, and your di- uh, greens for digestive help. So with that being said, guys, we're going to get right into it. We're going to, um, before we get started, guys, we want to kind of go ahead and address the elephant in the room as news that broke today about Jalen Kitna. Um, at this time, guys, of course, that's a legal matter kind of out of our hands. Um, we know about as much as any of y'all have seen out there. And, um, 
we're just going to have to let this play out and discuss it at another time. Of course, the uh, university released a statement on that earlier. So that'll be all we really say on that matter for now. Um, so, guys, as you might have noticed, we didn't drop a raw reaction for Florida State this weekend. We're going to um, we're going to lead off with that, guys, because this is it kind of will lead into our. Uh, wrap up of the season here in a little bit, kind of be fresh in the mind as we talk about how the season ended and how it, you know, how it wrapped up. But before we get to the, uh, you know, I'm sorry, not that we're going to go ahead and do that first. And then we'll get to our uh, recruiting stuff as always. Um, Guys, tough loss, Tallahassee. A lot of, a lot of good, a lot of ugly. Um, Mike, what were your initial reactions? First being, I'm glad I didn't make the trip because that was a last-minute decision not to go. Um, I, it was uh, – that would have been – The last Mike in the tr- – Mike might have died in the trenches. Nah, I've been there before. Talanasty and uh, Michael get along. We'll leave it at that. But uh, it's not here nor there. Anyways, um, it's just really frustrating. Uh, because I was a should have won the game, more talented. I don't mind losing games, but when you're clearly a more talented, uh, uh, physically dominating team, you should, it, it's highly frustrating. And I put the blame on two people, uh, Billy Napier one. Uh, it's going to be 1A, 1B, actually, Billy Napier, because we had the clearly more talented team, and we had the clear game plan to win the game, came out in the third quarter, and chose to, I don't know why, I don't know, Pat, his – had AR stats for the league, I have no idea. But I chose to pass the ball instead of running the ball six to seven yards a clip, which two running backs. So pick your poison because the 18 was hitting stride. So um, I put a number two on AR because he um, first, first half looked pretty good. Like, great. I mean, not not the best, but looked, uh, definitely looked uh, like a good, good quarterback. Second half, um, it was Kentucky-esque. Um, obviously they didn't complete a pass and it's, it became comical. There was a drop there, Caleb Douglas, but then at the very end, he overthrows, overthrows a six, seven, um, Odom by, by, uh, it may have been 15 yards. It's just things like that. I mean, there's some miss miss penalties and everything, but end of the day, put up 38 points and just, it, 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 it was just highly frustrating defense, missed tackles, obviously, a lot of missed tackles. Jordan Travis. Tony had a, a game plan to win the game, but we just didn't get it done. At, the players didn't get it done. I think coaching on the, defensively was good. I held Jordan Travis, who's a very good quarterback, in check. But once again, didn't execute. Got to execute. Get get it done. Just get it done. And it's about sums it up. <laughs> Wes, get some get some stuff off your chest, man. Yeah, um, some of the stuff Mike says I agree with, some I don't. I wouldn't put AR second. I put Billy Napier first, like he did with uh, coming out in the third quarter. We should, we saw how we got back in the game in the fourth quarter. We ran the ball, and we got back in the game. You know, it was that simple. Just keep running the ball. When you got five receivers out, I believe it was five, and they're your top receivers, I don't understand what the point of trying to pass the ball to – Guys that are not proven. I mean, Reynolds had a game before that where he had his career high. And then Douglas had been showing some things. But all we really had as a proven guy was Ricky. Um, 
I remember early in the year when Mike said, if the defense holds a team under 30, we should win. If we score 38 points at the University of Florida, we should win, uh, especially when we got four receivers out. So AR had a bad game. I'm not going to say him to take up for him, but I don't want to put him second when we knew where he was all year. Mike has harped on AR is who AR is. So why expect why the, the expectation for to do things that he's incapable of doing? I mean, he, I was wrong about some of the things that Mike alluded to, and Mike was right. So if that's your expectation and you know who that guy is, you can't have him that high up because he is who he is. I mean, we had a, now we have a, a whole body of work through the season to realize he's inconsistent passing the ball. You have new receivers in. So I don't fault him at all. I fault the, the head coach, which you alluded to, which is number one. And then number two, our defense and the freaking tackle that you put, I guess, in, behind the yard. That was first. We scored 38 points at the University of Florida. You should win when you score 38 points. I don't care who you're playing. You can be playing Bama. You can be playing Georgia. You can be playing Ohio State. You should win when you score 38 points. So uh, I will pay our probably put AR maybe third on their list, but the defense performance was atrocious. We made another quarterback look like he was the best quarterback in the country. And Travis isn't bad. He's very athletic. I alluded to that uh, when we had our podcast last week. But, uh, like I said, AR is who he is, so the expectation of being something else shouldn't have been expected from no one. Um, y'all y'all hit on all points. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna draw this out. Um, it was it was the blueprint of the whole season. Inconsistent play on both sides of the ball. Um, inconsistent play calling. The third quarter has been a mystery to me all season. I I just. Um, aside from A and M, I you know I don't I don't know what the hell we do and what we do coming out of the half. That that's a concern for me going forward. We'll discuss that in a little bit. Um, kids played hard, man. I mean, we were missing every receiver on the roster. A uh, big shout out to Ricky. Ricky Persall is as advertised. The kid is. I mean, he played hurt. Um, didn't even think he was going to be able to play in the game. Kid came out and had you know over 150 yards and two touchdowns. Um, there's growth. I mean, the team fought all year. We'll, we'll, and we'll get, like I said, we'll get to that more later. I love the fight of these kids. Um, but we left a lot of points on the board and a lot of opportunities on the board. Could have could have easily walked away with a what I think would have been a bigger win than the Utah win on the season. And um, it is what it is, man. You move on. Um, Mike, you got a quick follow-up you wanted to ask? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I, I can definitely under disagree, but I can definitely understand where West is coming from in terms of, you know, defense being two. But in terms of, you know, AR, you know, being incapable, he is capable. That's the thing. Is he inconsistent? Yes, but he's capable. Look at Tennessee. He's had plenty of games in, like, the first half. That game, the game he showed he was in that exact game he showed he was capable in the first half against FSU. Same teams, everything. So I don't know what he did at halftime. He's like, you know, I don't know if he called his agent. I have no idea. But in the second half, he decided, you know what? I want to play like dog shit. That's all that happened. So I disagree with running, but end of the day, he had a, a competent quarterback. And he then AR chose to re, re, uh, 
retreat, uh, go back into his little hole of I'm scared to play football. So that's it. But I do agree with you on the defense being awful. All right, guys. Um, we're going to keep this short and sweet. We got a lot to talk about, like we said. We're going to go over the pick six real quick. Um, <clears throat> and we think, you know, I think everyone knows where this will go. Um, three things the Gators needed to do to beat FSU. Wes, yours was go back to what worked when we ran the ball. <laughs> I damn. It worked the first half. Three out of four quarters. <laughs> it worked It worked in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, too. Yeah, I was going to say. I, well, I mean, obviously, if it worked in the first half, it would have worked in the second <laughs> half. I mean. Yeah, I mean. You got to keep them guessing. Keep them on the rush yards were, were sick. I mean, Etienne was who throughout the year. I wanted more touches from, you know, you guys. Uh, I complained to you guys about it, about him getting more carries. And he did his thing. Um we just in the third quarter, we decided we want to hit some receivers that we didn't know who name <laughs> they were. And they took away Ricky. And once they took away Ricky, I mean, I think AR was like 0 for like 12 or something did, at one point, man. It was crazy. Did, we, did they really take away Ricky? I mean, we don't know. I- <laughs> they couldn't guard Odom. Um, all right, but we're not going. We're not like and I real, said. We're not going to elongate on that. Quick, the running back, they actually um, had the same amount of carries at seventeen. Well, I was getting to yours next, Mike. Yours was run the ball fifty times, but AR actually give a damn. That was your exact words. I, I don't. <laughs> what a hey, wishful thinking. Um, mine was play all out. Treat this like it's championship for the season. Um, the heart was there, definitely. Um, you saw kids running at full blast, but you also saw kids making a lot of first game mistakes. Um, I don't know if maybe that's uh, a product of trying too hard in, at times. Like even Ventrell, when Ventrell came in the second half, had bad angles on several plays. Like, I don't know if maybe they were just miss, you know, didn't understand how fast some of these Florida State guys were or what, but it's just very wild for how bad our angles were. Um, but they played they played with those five star hearts. But, you know, going forward, we got to play with some five star damn effort. Um Three things the Gators needed to avoid versus Florida State. Mike, make it blatantly obvious Miller is out. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to really sum that up. The first half when Ventrell was out, we didn't the defense didn't play any better or worse than when he was in. There was one Yeah, I mean, there was one time though. Gosh. I hope I never see Wing, Derek Wingo on my on my football field ever. Derek again. Wingo has the speed. Oh my God. I I I oh. had I had I had I had oh, Desmond the, Watson. <laughs> he, he was just running like slow motion, like oh, it was like and have that that giant and Happy Gilmore just trucking along. It was it was. <laughs> I can see it right now. It, I it, it's imprinted in my brain. Oh my God! He was an edge rusher in high school. He's not a linebacker here. Portal, get him, get him out. And, and 
And McMillan. Ugh. Get me out. Get me out. Of um, Wes, your thing we needed to avoid was allow Travis to make big plays using his legs. Make him a pocket passer. Well, I can call it. I, I, I can Jesus call it. God. Because he was <laughs> awful. He was just as awful at one point in the game before he had that long throw. He was just as awful as AR throwing the ball. I know we had a couple passing the French calls, but when he used his legs, he looked like Mike Vick mixed with uh, Lamar Jackson. I was going to say, we made that man look like prime <laughs> Michael Vick. Exactly. I, I, There were a couple of those runs I was like, well, there's no way you can at least get downfield. At least we've got him where people will converge on him and we'll, and we'll get him down. One would think. If you, and if the they, next they, thing they, you know, he's down the sideline and in the end zone. If you looked at the numbers – when they, they they were putting it up during the game, him AR was struggling throwing the ball. They both were. So my suggestion of making them throw the ball from the pocket was accurate. Just don't let them be Michael Vick, and they let them be Michael Vick. Didn't do terribly in pass coverage. I I won't disagree with that. Now yeah. I mean there was some plays to be had, um, but that's you know that's been all season. So I can I've seen the growth in the I pass like the game coverage. plan. Um, the game plan was was phenomenal, but you have to execute. And that, I mean, if you tackle him on three or two or three of those plays, it, it changes the whole game. One time they got a touchdown, it would have put him outside of in, in the net. And the next time he was down on the one, I mean, on two of those runs, one was a touchdown, and one he slid down at the one. I mean, um, mine was just with with uh. With West, don't allow Travis to dominate the game. I mean, Travis single handedly won that game. I don't care. Hey, the kid, I give the kid credit. The kid has tremendously upped his game in the last two years over what we saw him when he was first coming into games versus us. Um, but, and that's a huge but, we could have easily have kept him from doing a lot of the stuff he did just by making tackles. He should have had about 250 yards of total offense. Yep. All right. Impact players. Wes, Princely. I called Princely out because he, he he called himself out for missing tackles against uh, Vanderbilt. Disappointed me. Did the same thing again. Repeated effort. Wrapping a guy up. I don't know if they understand what wrap-up means. I wanted 11 hats to the ball. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. It's pitiful. Mike said Caleb Douglas. Caleb Douglas had that drop. Drop? Did he drop that ball in the fourth right in that last drive? Now, I will give Caleb Douglas. I'm not giving him a pass, but that ball should not have gone to him. But it did, and it, it was hit him great in the hands. Throw. Great throw, throw. throw. It was. It was. It was a good throw. I, and I'm not trying to nitpick AR on this, but if you go back and look at that play, from the jump, the flat route was was uncovered, and he never looked. But that's, you know, it's here nor there. He hit the man in the hands. You got to make the catch. And then he he overthrew a 6'7 guy by 15 That feet. doesn't have nothing to do with your impact player of the game. <laughs> <laughs> My impact player Boy. of the game was Desmond Watson, and Desmond Watson played a hell of a football game. He did. Had a pass deflected. Um, once again, I've said it for about three weeks in a row. If we see Desmond Watson put in the work in this offseason, come in 20 to 25 pounds lighter, Desmond Watson is going to be a force to be reckoned with next year if, if he has that kind of effort. So love the kid. Love, love how he's come on this season. 
Uh, love him to keep proving the naysayers wrong. Guys, before we move into the regular uh, meat of this episode, any any general thoughts of this of this game? Not the season, but just this game. I'm pissed. Just one, it's just bottom line, AR side. He can't. The third, like it's seriously, just run the ball. Like I don't like I, Billy Napier knows copious amounts more than a football than me. I know this. How do you not just run the ball? I don't get it. And this is the second game in a row. Just run the ball. You, you're physically dominating them, and you're going to get better at running the ball throughout the game because you're going to lean on them. You bigger your guys. You're on the road. What happens when you're on the road? They had a, uh, a loud crowd. You're going to quiet the crowd. You and, and there's something else you do with that. Um, obviously, you chew the clock, but you allow your defense to rest, and your defense was, was getting gassed. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's just, you get a, it's just so many, it makes zero sense. It's two plus two is nine. I have no idea. And I, I, I've thought about it. I know we all have. We've talked about it. I don't, I mean, you, you make the mentality, was he trying to get him out of the box? Well, it didn't matter. They knew we were going to run in the first half and we ran it. I understand that the few plays to Ricky took the top off a little bit and softened it up, but they knew we couldn't pass in the fourth quarter. And we still ran it on them. And then it's like you got two – say the first drive you want to, you know, you want to pass the ball. Okay, you know what? Nobody's perfect. Different look. What about the second? What about the second? What about the third? Yeah. Are you, are you kidding me? It's like you yeah, just I, got – amateur hour? Go ahead. I would, yeah, I was just saying I, I would rather – like the to me, the if you, if you look at the inconsistencies of AR and we go back to that play, the, the second touchdown to Ricky was AR being elite quarterback – he went to the line, he checked out over because he saw something, and he hit Ricky on that seam route, and he looked off the safety. I would rather we be called run plays, and AR sees certain people in the box and sees he has Ricky one-on-one than straight call pass because we have always, we've all alluded to the AR has a lot of control at the line of scrimmage. I don't like the straight passes. I like the straight runs, and if AR says, Oh, I got Ricky one-on-one with this guy. Like he saw in that second touch, that was just elite stuff. And I would rather have that in the third quarter than us just drop back passing. That to me, that was, I, I don't know what the purpose of doing that when we were just keep gashing them on the ground. Um, I equate it to the movie 10 cup. Um, great, great movie. It's, it, it was like Billy, Something went wrong, and you just kept trying to break out of it. It was like you, you something something went you know it went wrong, and you're like, no, I'm going to try it again until we get it right. I'm going to try it again until we get it right. I'm going to try it again until we get it right. Um, and and you can't do that. I mean, you you you've got and look, I understand Billy's. Got a little bit of a learning curve here too, but it, I mean, it's the twelfth game of the season. Um, yes, you've Billy's going to have to show something just as much as anybody next year because this was a very questionable way to go out in the season. And but we'll get to more of that about coaching later on the and when we uh, wrap up the season. All right, guys. Um. 
as we do always, Friday night uh, under the lights. Um, Wes is going to give us a little bit of information there. Um, but just as a bit of information, as uh, y'all know, a lot of our kids are done for the season as playoffs are going on now in the state of Florida. And uh, a lot of our kids this season have already come to a close. So there's just a few still out there. So just a few pieces of information to cover. Um, Wes, hit us up. Yeah, I'm going to uh, hit us up with three guys uh, this week. Appreciate it, Hurst. Uh, first, one of our uh, core Raymonds and one of our you know prize picks that we were high on. And we can see that through the rankings. If you guys check uh, his rankings out, how's he, how he started and where he's at now. Good eye by Corey Raymond and Jakeem Jackson. Uh, he had a former recover, recovery in a 64-yard pick, six to help his team win. He would sit there and they will move on to take on Lakeland this week in the semifinals. Uh, Trujan Webb. Which is Cormani, by the way. Cool. Cormani. Yeah, I know. We don't know who that is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trujan Webb, uh, again, just had a phenomenal senior year for high school. Shout out to that kid. He's been one of the leaders in the class. I uh, suggest you guys go and look at his film as well. We're getting a great back and a great person. As well as one of the leaders in the class, he had two more TDs this weekend. Uh, unfortunately for him, that was his last high school game as his team lost. And uh, Kelby Collins uh, from Alabama, uh, one of our highly rated recruits, defensive end. Uh, he it was named to the 22 sideline defensive player of the year in Alabama. So shout out to uh, Collins. That was a good get by Coach Chaos. So. Uh, those are the three guys that I'm highlighting this week. Uh, yes, sir. Um, like we said, guys, uh, most of these kids' high school careers are coming to an end here. Um, probably won't be very much more information about under the lights going forward for the, this uh, this season. But um, it's been fun, man. It's been fun watching these uh, these kids play out their season and you know getting ready to come to the next level. Um, giving us an idea of what to expect. I've, uh, I've personally loved following along. It's been nice doing this show to, you know, it's given me a new perspective on following these kids. Um, so guys, we got a little bit of recruiting news, but, uh, to be very honest right now, the, the recruiting news is kind of slow this week. As we know, season's ending, um, a lot of portal stuff going on right now. A lot of staff's more focused on who's leaving and who's, who's coming back right now. Um, as we get into December, recruiting news will pick up. What's that date uh, for the portal, Hurst? Uh, December 5th. December 5th is our date for the portal. Um, but, guys, just a few recruit notes, one being Eugene Wilson. There was some there was some back and forth earlier this week about if uh, Eugene Wilson would be an early signee. Um, and after much back and forth, it, it got decided. Uh, Eugene said he would, in fact, be an early signee in December and would be enrolling in May. And that was per his father, uh, ultimately, that said that. Um, I know at one point, one of his coaches has said he didn't think he was going to be an early signee. And a lot of people got worried, as would be understandable, but it looks like we're good to go there, as Eugene Wilson should absolutely be a contributor to this team next fall. Um. Receiver Tyree Patterson is set to take his official visit to UF the weekend of the ninth, and um, key to that is is he will be he's set to visit UCF the following weekend. 
Um, I know a lot of people have ever since Tyree committed have kind of been of the thought process. Well, if he drops out of the class, I won't be too upset about it. Um, I got a feeling that this, this visit he takes to Florida on the ninth will go one or two ways. Um, it'll either be either you're solid for us and you stay in this class. Or if you take that visit to UCF, we reserve the right to uh, replace you in this class. Um, Cause that's about big boys play ball. I mean, I, Mike said that before. Um, you shop, we shop. And that's just how that goes. Um, I have no problem with Billy telling a kid that, you know, Hey, if you want to go look around, that's fine, but don't necessarily count your spot reserved. Um, also visiting that weekend, uh, of this week is Jakeem Jackson. There's a lot of talk out there right now this week, um, about Jakeem Jackson and Miami being still interested in Jakeem. And that's true. And they're trying to poach him. And, um, Cormani may or may not be helping with that effort, trying to get him to come on down to Miami. But Jakeem Jackson said, you know, he's pretty locked in with Florida. Um, going to be a situation to watch, but I wouldn't be surprised if he made that visit on the ninth and he comes out after that weekend and says his recruitment is shut down once he spends a few days with uh, Corey Raymond and them. <clears throat> and guys, last but not least, want to talk about uh, obviously the um, – the next big uh, recruiting story for the Gators, um, DJ Lagway, who's committing on December 7th. Um, by now, everybody knows who DJ Lagway is, very familiar with that young man and uh, being the 2024 five-star quarterback. Um, DJ, this last weekend, took a visit to USC to watch USC beat Notre Dame. Uh, by all accounts, enjoyed his visit. I mean, who wouldn't? Trip to L.A. Um, you know, family took a free trip out to L.A., um, but yeah, I mean, is there a concern when Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's recording, recruiting a quarterback as I can't talk anymore? Um, yeah, there's always going to be a concern. The man puts out quarterbacks. He's good at it. Um, here's the thing about it though, is, uh, DJ locked in this decision and pretty much had his mindset and said as much that his mind was made up before he made this trip. Um, take from that what you will. And I know everybody will be concerned until the kid commits and then we'll worry about him for another calendar year till he signs his, you know, <laughs> until his letter of intent, but. And real quick, Hirsch. Yes. Um, the only time you need to worry is if he visits anywhere. After he commits. Yes. If he visits after, if he committed to us, if he yes. visits, he's if gone. he takes a visit, then he's you're gone. in. Uh, yeah. If you, if I mean, he pulls it, a Rashada. I wouldn't worry. Like I, I know he's gone. I'm moving on to a different quarterback. <clears throat> um, I will say this, um, and anyone and everyone that's been in contact with the Rashada family says they're very high standing, very, very <laughs> wonderful people. Um, I, like I said, I understand the concerns and they're, and they're always valid until a kid commits, but, um, most people in touch with this situation feel really good about where the Gators stand. So not much longer, another week, and we'll have that one done. I don't have the exact time, but I do know that he's committing on ESPN. So um, when we have that information, we'll share it on the show next week, and we'll tweet it out. Wes will put it on our Facebook group so that anybody that wants to watch uh, DJ's commitment will be able to do so. Um, 
We added a new little section here going forward, um, portal updates, because obviously the transfer portal is hopping. And it ain't even really got started yet. A lot of names hitting the portal this week. Um, we're not going to go through them all um, right now. Kind of going to let, let the dust settle before we start going through it. Uh, Avery Helm, of course, hit the portal earlier in the week. He was the first Gator since the season ended to put his name out there. Um, there's going to be a lot more names to come this week, guys. Uh, Billy and his staff conducted exit interviews through the first of the week here um, with each and every player to see what their intent was and you see where things, you know, how both parties felt about the player's future. And then um, I believe here starting probably as early as tomorrow, you'll see more notes start to drop and go through the weekend as we move towards that December 5th date. Guys, you got any uh, just early thoughts on the portal here? Yeah, I think uh, losing Helm does hurt. Uh, he's, a de- he's a depth piece. I don't, I don't think it's a significant loss, um, but, you know, he – he, def- he he started some games for us, so he's not awful. Um, besides, he did have some slips. He wasn't the perfect player, arguably the most athletic player on defense, and um, he's definitely a pow- um, worthy of a power five starter spot somewhere. Maybe at a you know a smaller school, um, but I still think he can be a power five starter. And you and you never want to lose depth, experience depth. No, not right now because we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna be a young team next year. I think people people need to actually go ahead and accept that. I'm not saying we can't be a successful team next year. I'm saying we will be a young team next year. It's all in how. What's that? No, and another thing. So more, a lot of people got more starting it um, at the opposite Marshall. Okay, he was injured, so he's possibly injury prone. Jaden Hill. He is injury prone. So, like I said, it's – you never want to lose de- uh, starting depth. Wes, you got anything to add? Yeah, just echoing what you guys said, especially with the DB duck. Abraham was a – I mean, he's a solid piece. Um, and I just – I'm just waiting to see um, what December 5th, what – who else is leaving and, and who we're going after. So, I'm kind of anxious. Uh, this is like free agency uh, for NFL, so I'm excited. Yeah, guys. Um, so next week, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more portal talk as more and more names hit, and um, and we'll probably have a lot more to talk about on the portal next week and start possibly speculating on who the Gators may uh, make some moves on, probably do some work this week to kind of – get a list of names together that we've heard about and or we'd like to see us go after just to fill positions of need um, and what positions we think we probably need to target. Obviously, um, wouldn't mind seeing some linebackers, um, you know, some safeties, maybe get, you know, Mike some kind of nose tackle in the portal if one's flying around out there. Wishful thinking. <laughs> but, guys, with that being said, what we're going to do now is we're going to give – out our grades for the season, man. It's report card time. Um, whew, and this this season might not pass. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> but before we do, guys, I want to once again remind you that we are partnering with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is, of course, is a daily fantasy play where you can enter and 
basically your entries go against a spread. You are not playing against other players. You're playing against the spread. So, for instance, this weekend's games in college, if you wanted to, if the line was say Brock Bowers was going to have 80 yards receiving and you would choose more or less and you parlay that up around between four and six picks and you can just, uh, you know, get your winnings up there. So, if you want to make an account with Prize Picks and use our code Respect One Hundred, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. So if you bet, if you put in fifty bucks, they're gonna give you fifty dollars to play with. Put in seventy-five, they'll give you seventy-five. And if you know, and obviously, if you put in a hundred, they'll match you up to that one hundred dollars, and you can try to go out there and make some money, man. Um, so hit that up. It's a great deal. I use them myself. I'm not very good at it because, um, you know, I don't bet very well. But with that being said, guys, it's report card season. And we're going to start off on the offensive side of the ball. And we're not even going to – man, we're not even going to mix words. We're going to jump right into it and talk about the quarterback position. Mike, I'm going to let you go first because, you know, I know where this is going. What's your grade for the quarterback position for the 2022 season? <laughs> Overall or just um, to, to set player? I mean, set player is the only one that's really played. No, like to, we're talking to what he could do or just you want what, what do I no, see? I want his grade on what he did on the on his body of work this year. I'll just – the position as a whole, um, I'll go C minus. C minus. All right, Wes. I know. I know you got Wes grades on a curve. So, <laughs> how many pluses can he add to an A? I'm going with a C as well. Um, oh, Mike shot me with a C minus. Oh. Mike was going to say D or whatever. But if you look at the numbers and how you progress during the season, he got better. And this is his first. People think AR was like a five star recruit coming out of high school and this well polished guy. And then he was in the new system. Uh, we kind of all kind of agree he has some uh, things mentally as far as looking towards the NFL, whether it's injuries, uh, whatever it was that he was dealing with. So, this has actually been his first year starting. We know what Mullen did to him last year. Uh, I would give him a C on the year. Yeah, I'm right there in that same same uh, grade as you guys. I mean, he had moments where he looked absolutely amazing. Had moments where he looked absolutely lost and like he would never recover. Um but as that counter goes up, you can't keep using it. My thing is, like, you know, at the beginning of the season, well, it's only his second start. Well, then it's only his fifth start. Then it's only his seventh start. Well, at some point, it clicks or it doesn't is my is my personal thing. Um, there was a lot left to be desired, and I'm not going to get into the heated debates. Everybody, you know, everybody's got their opinion. You're the quarterback at the University of Florida. There's no position maybe in college football, more scrutinized by the, by its fan base. Um, you're held to a different standard. It is what it is. Wish the man best of luck because I'm 99.99999% that he's, he's gone. And, you know, real quick, Hurst, to piggyback off what you said, uh, 
you know what they say when it's you know toward the postseason in college football. You're not you're no longer come week seven, week eight. You're no longer a freshman for those true freshmen out there. So you can't play that card. It's like no, you're you're experienced. So the same thing applies to a quarterback or any player. Better yet, it's like don't say oh he's inexperienced. No, you're this is toward you know latter part of the season or if it's say the FSC game. There's no excuses for the second half of that game. Here's my one thing, my last thing I'll say about about AR, and this will probably be the last time we we talk about AR on this show, honestly, because he's he's going to be gone. People say, "Well, I'd like to see AR come back and 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 refine and get better." I'm not sure he would. Can he? I'm not, but I'm not, and that's my question: is I'm not sure if he would get better at least here in this system and all those fa- – I mean, A.R. needs to move on for the sake of his mentals, I believe. Being this – he needs to get out of his home county, you know, um, get these pressures off his shoulder, see the world, do whatever – I mean, just get a new perspective on life. I think being in Gainesville where, he, you know, he played high school and all that, it's just – it's not – I don't think it's a good combination. Agreed. Um. All right, guys, let's move on to a, a happier position where I think we all agree. Uh, the running back position. Wes, what's your grade on the running backs? Um, this is why I get a pluses out for A's, Mike. Uh, A plus, 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 plus. Wish uh, Trevor Etienne uh, had a little bit more carries. Um, and for those who think he's the best freshman back in the SEC, there's a guy over there who miss you might want to look up. So I will give him the second best freshman, uh, the second freshman back running back in the SEC. Uh so shout out to 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 both of those guys and and I'm glad that we have both of them come back next year. So shout out to those two guys. Wes, what's the running back grade? You might did I say Wes? Hi. You did. Yeah. Different Whew. shade. Different shade of brown baby. Easy. I don't uh-uh don't put that on me. <laughs> I didn't say it. There's no negative context on there. It's a different shade. Yeah, he's, he's saying we all look alike, Mike. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Uh-uh, don't y'all put that whoa, on whoa, me. Whoa, 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 Ricky Bobby. All right. Um, I'd give ETN A minus Johnson. This is, this is the positional group. This man's going too deep. No, B plus for ETN A um, for both of them. All right, Mike can't follow instructions. <laughs> oh, positional group. My apologies. My apologies. You did say that. Oh, then um, I would say um, B plus because the, um, they can't catch the ball. Can they not catch, or can we not throw to? I'm not even going to go there. I mean, no, 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 no. Pass protection was an issue for ETN out of the gate. That's I, a fact. I will say that. And, 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 I, I'm I'm going to go in between you and 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 West, but I don't, a I don't know why the face because he couldn't. There's a different reason that I'm going to go in between. Um, I'm going to say A-minus, but here's why I'm going to say A-minus. Wes sat there and said, oh, I'd like to see Etienne get more carries. Well, there's a reason why he didn't get more carries, and that's where my minus comes in. Naquan Wright started the season. (laughs) Um, And and got a – I don't care what your reason is. Naquan Wright didn't – look, good kid. Don't have nothing against Naquan Wright. Didn't fit the system. And and drug and drug the, the the unit as a whole down in the first quarter of the season, and that's my reason. And Montreal, he started over both. He started over both. 
I know. No. Uh, no, Naquan Naquan's, did. Naquan Naquan started, started over both of them. The first Naquan. three games, Naquan was the starter. Naquan was the first man back on the field. I'll check back. I've, I've, in, I've erased a lot of those games out of my memory. Yeah, we don't need to check back. But uh, real, real quick, though, but the main thing is being they're not pass catchers. So, I mean, I don't see how you have an A-plus for a, a, a incomplete back. I think well, I that, I that remains seen, to be seen when we actually throw to the running backs. I haven't it. seen – I don't know how many catches uh, Trevor had. Um, it's not a lot. It's not. I don't think it's 10, but I didn't see him drop one. Everyone he was throwing to him, he caught I'm a little worried when your quarterback can't throw the ball down the line anyway, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Moving down the line, and I grouped these together, even though because I wide receivers and tight ends, I put them together because the tight ends had so little production, there wasn't no sense talking about them individually. Mike? What is your rankings, your 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 grade of the wide receiver tight end room for the 2022 season? Oh, collectively? That, that's how this works. <laughs> I'm going to see plus. Wes? And, and you mind if I elaborate off that for a second? Yeah, sure. I don't think they were – they are a hindrance in the offense, really. Um, I think they were, they did what they were asked to do. I think they progressed. Look at Odom. He became a weapon. I think he's something to utilize moving forward. I think, Zan, you know, uh, Xander, uh, his name is uh, – Fish uh, out of water. I mean, he blocked decent, you know. That's Zipper. what I'm saying. He's. It depends on the scheme and what he needs to be used for. What was he asked to do? Did he block? block yes. Primarily block, yes. That's what he was asked to do. Zipper has, some, you know, like that catch and uh, nice um, catch and run Tennessee. against Tennessee. Yeah. So, you know, and receivers, Ricky played well. Caleb Douglas played well. Shorter played solid. So, I mean, yeah, I'm giving this C+. Plus. Wes? C-minus. I can't, I can't argue with it. I can't argue with it. There was a lot. Now, I'm I'm not going to keep going back and hindering on AR. It is what it is. Um, could their numbers have been higher? Yes. Could they have made some more catches than they made? Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm going to go right there just with a solid C. Um, I will also mention that this group and the way they, they were recruited for a system that's different than Billy's. These are big, tall possession receivers in an offense that's, as you can see what Billy's recruiting, he's looking for faster guys, uh, more guys like Ricky that can do things. Um, Xavier Henderson, I don't know what to say about Xavier Henderson. The man caught more screen passes than anyone in the history of college football this year. Um, I, I don't know what his numbers on the season were, but it seems like I feel like he had 40 catches for 100 yards. I mean <laughs> – I mean, it was just – look, man, <laughs> you have to have the guys that fit the scheme and at the receiver, sch- receiver position. I don't think we're quite where Billy wants to be that from – you know, these are Billy Gonzalez guys, not Billy Napier guys. But they did what they were asked to do. All right, guys, offensive line, Wes. I think you'll probably have some good things to say out of the offensive line outside of one guy. Yeah, and and he pulls the grade down to a B plus because he's the one of the keys of the the, the office. He he caused other guys to get 
penalties when they shouldn't have got false starts. And then he got pushed back. Like he got, he's the only guy on the offensive line that I saw regress. Uh, he started sticking out to me maybe about five or six weeks ago, and I called him out and never got better. So uh, I, I, because he's a part of that unit and he's a key call because he's the center and he calls out uh, assignments and who's blocking who. So uh, I give that unit a B plus. Mike? Let's give it a B. Um, solid from the right tackle, uh, especially when we moved over to my uh, oh. one, my, the, my one and only barber, uh, Torrance. You know, all American speaks for itself. Kingsley's ab- absolutely dog dog crap. Um, <laughs> left guard. This is where it, it, it's he. This Ethan White kind of brought down unit. I think he got a little bit better toward the end of the season. And then uh, Garage – actually, I'm going to that down. That would be minus because Garage is really up and down throughout the season. Very inconsistent. Uh, yeah, and, I, yeah, I got to go B minus on this. And he – and I think that's the reason why he's leaving and not to the NFL, in my opinion. Um, I give him a solid B. Um, the grade, obviously, is brought up by maybe one of the best offensive linemen to ever play here that only got one season. He's going to get a brick, um, Osiris Torrance. Uh, if he doesn't play the bowl game, which I highly suspect he won't, there's no reason for him to, will go down in his college career of never giving up a single sack. That's incredible. I don't care who you are. That's um legendary status to me. I don't care what level you played at. Um, to never get beat once is just unbelievable. Um, I agree with Mike. I think Barber is a animal. I think that kid's – if he can keep down the – uh some of the penalties maybe he might get for being overly aggressive. He's going to be fantastic next year. Um, Ethan White definitely needs to come back, get one more year. I mean, I assume he will. I don't see him transferring. Ethan seems like a very loyal kid that's going to stick it out. And like Mike said, he got better as as he got more comfortable in the system late in the season. Um, Garage needs to move on. Kingsley needs to move somewhere. Um so, guys, um, before we move to defense, overall offensive grade, Mike? B minus. Remember, despite all these pains, we were still like the 11th ranked offense in the country. A lot of points. A lot of points, a lot of yards. <laughs> I say, when I say B minus, because there's a lot of points that we could left. have gotten. A lot of left. Wes, a rare agree with Mike. B minus. I'm gonna. I was. I was thinking high. I was thinking C plus at first, but I talked myself into the B minus because, I mean, we scored enough points to win every single ball game outside of Kentucky, and that was just a complete debacle. And we all know it. We're not going to go back to that. But, um, man, I look forward to it as Billy gets his pieces in place for this offense to see what it really can do when it hums. Because this was an offense that when he was at UE, uh, you know, Louisiana Lafayette that didn't put up tremendous amounts of points. So it's actually kind of crazy that they, they've done as well as quick as they did. I think that's very encouraging. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the defense, and this ought to be a real fun uh, conversation all the way around. Um, 
We're going to start off. You know what? I'm going to break this into two categories instead of one. Defensive ends. Mike. Given the production from multiple players, I would give it a B plus. B plus. Wow. Wes? Yeah, they get a C for me. Hmm. That's that's where I'm at. I'm at a C too. Now, they brought that grade up. Because if you'd have asked me this, if you would have asked me this uh week six, oh my God. Uh, D D minus <laughs> uh uh Cox out there whiffing on every play in the backfield. And look, we all know there's still a lot of plays to be made out of those defensive ends. I mean, they could have picked up several sacks. <laughs> but I like what I saw out of Princely and Powell late. I know Powell Mike Mike's a big guy, Powell guy. Five too, baby. But I also think they were hindered by the lack of inside presence. And I it's and that consistent. and we're about to get to that. We're about to get to that. So yeah. I, that that's a direct con. I'm a DN so at all. Sorry, that's my that was my position. A short one. Pardon? A short one. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> technique, baby, technique. <laughs> I, I set I set the edge. Damn it! You weren't swatting passes, but you were getting there. Uh, I set the edge. What ain't got angles? <laughs> all right, guys, let's move on to that defensive tackle, Wes. <clears throat> um. I give that unit a B minus uh, with the emergence of Watson and what I saw from my, my guy. Here comes. <laughs> Chris you know, I got to give him a shout out. So, and, and Dex came on late in the year. I know some people were thought of thinking about he kind of started slow. Where is he at? Um, I watched the game and me and Michael had this discussion many times from your ladder, Falcons, hers, how they were triple teaming uh, Jonathan Allen and doubling Deron Payne. He got a lot of that treatment of being the best D lineman on the field this year. Um, he's not the type of guy over Aaron Donald, over Jonathan Allen to beat double teams. We saw that in that one-on-one. When he was one-on-one, I saw him win a lot of his fair share. So with him, I, w- I would like to have more guys behind those three. Uh, we saw Jalen Lee and some other guys come in. But when we got Watson, uh, Dexter, and uh, Chris McCullough, I-, I give that unit a, a solid B. They were They were good up front. In my opinion. Mike, I think you're going to probably go uh, a lot lower than that. So you're going to say Dexter's good, but he can't be double teams? Yeah. That's what good players do. Great players do that. Great. No. That's not true either. If you're a good player, you're going to be a double team. Double teams. If you're, if you're a three tech, you're going to be a double team. Uh, high percentage of the time. That's what happens on the inside uh, Dex or De- uh, Desmond. He's getting de- double teamed every single play. Does he beat double teamed sometimes? Does, Mc- does McClellan beat double teamed sometimes? Is she a great, great player? No. That's why he was on the field all the time. No. Des had a da- um, Dexter had a down season. He played too many snaps. And he was injured. And in addition to that, he under he's just underwhelmed. I said off rip. From the game one, he was playing too many snaps. It was gonna, if he played at this um, same snap count, it's going to hinder his production. There's no way that a D tackle can play that many snaps unless you're some superhuman like Aaron Donald. Period. 64 it's, snaps week one for a 300-pound guy is a lot. It's dumb at that size. But if he can't be one-on-one, you're just not good. Period. You're, just, you're not good. And let alone a double team. 
So if uh, uh, I don't any unless you, or you're just you know what if you can't be the one on one you're a jag. If you're a good player, potential All SEC, potential first round pick, you better damn well be a double team. And you're talking Jalen Carter. Does he beat double triple teams? Yeah, while injured, happened against us. So I, I'm giving that pardon. I I was gonna say I will say this whether whether arguments aside, Gerv lost money this year. Oh, absolutely, because he proved his potential was through the roof, but he regressed whole season. But what did he do this year? He didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. No, what no, no. My, my question, my, my point is to my, my question is to your point of the Jalen Carter is a top five pick. That's elite beating double teams. What I'm saying is elite players, elite players beat double teams, not good players. Good players don't beat double teams. I, I, let you me just counter this. Man. Let me counter this for, for for Mike's point of view. I know if if Gerv wants to be a first round pick, he better be beating double teams. Uh, apparently, I'm new to, uh, to the game of football and good. Good that's what, that's, that, that's my point, Hirsch. You, that's, that's what player. happens in in the interior. Ask any okay, but, defensive uh, tackle. And, this is defensive play one on one. My my thing was going into the season. A lot you can of shake people, your head. I'm sorry, Hirsch. Continue. Going into the season, a lot of people said Gerv was a first round pick going into this season. He's not, and now he's not, and now he's not. Nobody's saying Gerv's a first round pick right now. So. To me, that is the definition of regression. Now, we can attribute it to, like Mike said, he played hurt. He played way does. too many which, snaps at the beginning of the which season. Which everybody does. He played way too many snaps at the beginning of the season. Um, and he wasn't getting a lot of help early on from the from his people around him either. To, I mean, and that's here nor there. I think that he came on late because Desmond came on late. I think Correct. as Desmond, as you saw Desmond become more of a factor, Gerd was opened Great up point. more. Um, Great point. And that and that to me gives him a C plus on the year as defensive line. And um, you know, hey, I was encouraged by what we saw late. I think we're going to lose a lot of bodies at that position. I don't, I don't, I can't say a lot because there ain't a lot of people there. But I think you'll see Lee hit the portal. I think you'll see Humphreys hit the portal. Um, because the writing's on the wall. They ain't starting over Dez next year, and they're not starting over McClellan as of t- today. So, and Gers, I don't know if Gers coming back or not. I can't answer that right now. I think he he should. Unless he just, I mean, he's making good NIL money at Florida. I don't think he's going to make much more in the NFL right now. I mean, it you know, it is what it is. Um, let's move on to the next position. I have the graded D plus, by the way. Oh, okay. He's the graded Mike. No, it's just up. I, I would, I guess, Wes doesn't know the percentage of times interior defensive line get double. Okay. I like that. Silly. Difference between great and good. You, you don't know either. Neither do you. Y'all are killing me. Um, breaking news, by the way, Dejon Reynolds has entered the portal. Not surprised. He said some stuff before Napier got there last year. Kid came on late, but, you know, it is what it is. Going to be a lot more. Exactly. All right. We're moving on to linebackers. Wet, uh, Mike, give us your linebacker grade. 
B minus. Surprisingly. I am surprised. That's with Bernie playing out very nice. I was going to say, the interior helped that a lot. Wes? Yeah, B minus. They they can't, they're not very good in coverage. So that kind of brought the grade down. But I think both of them may have played their way onto some SEC lists uh, with Ventrell and the tackles and. Uh, burning with all the caused or forced or interceptions, phone recoveries, stacks, his combination of just numbers he put up will put him there. And, and Ventura has had like, I, he probably, I know he led the league, I mean, not the league, the team in tackle. So pretty sure that's up there in the SEC. So they might have played themselves to maybe a third team all SEC. I, I'll go right there too, B minus. Um, gonna miss Ventrell. I mean, just that's what it is. He's a great gator. Um, very underappreciated in his career. Um, very proud of Amari Bernie and his growth. Uh, Mike called him the Antichrist week one. And um still stand by it. Huh? Still stand by that statement. Yeah, okay. Amari Bernie came came on and became a viable player on this defense, and, and I'm proud of him for that. Um, Shamar James showed growth. I think we got a real, you know, player in, in Shamar going forward. Um, Wingo and Scooby, we hardly knew ye. I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> I mean, if they don't come back, they don't come back. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if we're losing. Any, I don't think we are. Um, Wingo had some flashes, but he's just so slow. I can't see him being an SEC linebacker. All right. Who this next one hurts? Talk about University of Florida cornerbacks. Wes, what's your corner grade? Looks like they're giving you a migraine. Yeah, I was a former corner, so this kind of like hurts me, especially with us being Florida. You could combine this with the safety group, like you did the details at the end. Um, they get a I know we had the one game with the two pick sixes, or not the two pick sixes, but the two picks from Jaden Hill. I know Kimber had a pick six, um, but they get a D from me. Mike? Same grade. I have a D because they caught this single handedly, in my opinion, cost us the LSU game because they don't, they, they utterly refuse them. And it's been multiple people to learn how to play the ball. You could argue that they cost us deficit game as well. I don't want to argue, but uh, Jason Marshall not being able to play the ball against Darnie Wilson had a huge contribution in that loss as well. So, I mean, that's lack of progression there. And they are they are talented. Uh, like I said Helm is a P5 starter. Uh, Jaden Hill is not good enough for Florida, but he was another P5 starter. They just played – they underwhelmed. They couldn't – they had no idea how to play zone coverage, and they just played like shit the whole season, so – yeah, I'm I'm in a D. Uh, good God, I'm just – I've never in my life been so frustrated by a Gators cornerback group. Oh, my Lord. Um, I, I played corner in high school, and I, I've, I spent more time screaming at the television just for basic stuff. I mean, just getting your head around. Good Lord. I mean, and, you know – I know we miss more late in the season. Um, 
I think he would have played a lot more. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> Kimber disappeared. I don't know what happened there. Helm, as we said, he's in the portal now for a reason. Jaden Hill battled back from, you know, multiple knee injuries. Big shout out to the kid. Played hard, but just wasn't up to the to the standard this year. He just not that's not the Gator standard at corner. Period. We got to get better at that position exponentially next year, or we're going to be in trouble. And we're going to top off the defense talking about the safety position. Mike, you want to talk to us about safeties? Um, Oh, sucking his teeth. F plus. F plus. I take it back. No, 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 I take it back because I've seen um, Jawan Taylor play football. And I'm still in, um, uh, yeah. I'll give it a D minus. Wes? Torn plays some good ball. Same grade. Uh, early in the year, I, I know we stopped calling Dean's name, but then he got beat against Florida State. Um, midway through the year, well, I don't say midway, like the last four games, I think he kind of picked this game up, but then he did get beat against Florida State. But that's just one play, but. Uh, the struggle early in the year where they were just nowhere, especially zero, was nowhere where he needed to be at. They get a D-minus from me. I, I didn't see any impact plays. I didn't see any picks. I mean, I know Shamar had one against USC. Not Shamar, excuse me. Um, Kamara had one against uh, USC where he got a pick. But I didn't see any impact plays. I didn't see them in the box making enough tackles. I didn't see them standing out to be SEC all capital players. So, they get the D minus. What's what's the grade you get when you when you don't get a single question right, or you don't turn in your assignment? Zero. Player, oh, player. what's that guy's name? Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> zero. Zero is what you need to know about the safety group for the 2022 <laughs> Florida Gators, and that's all I'm gonna say. I I. I if none of those guys outside of Kamari, I'm, and I know there's some of the younger guys and they showed out, but if most of those guys don't ever put on a Gators jersey again, I'm not going to be upset. I'm just not. Sorry. Guys, defense, total grade. Wes? After all seeing all that and how disappointed we were in some of the groups, I the only reason they get the C- minus for me, which is close to a D, is because they let the SEC internals. I don't know how they did it, but they let the SEC, the whole entire SEC, that's Georgia, that's Alabama, that's everybody. He's stat, and I'm sorry, I'm glad you brought that up, and I wanted to put this out there earlier in the show. The Florida Gators, with the turnover that they got versus FSU, got a turnover in every single ball game this year. So that being said, you can't, I can't give them a D when they let the entire conference in turnovers. That's the only reason the grade is where it was. It's still not up to our standard. Points allowed, uh, inability to tackle, and inability to uh, inability to to cover. Uh, but the reason why they stayed in some games with us and, and made some plays is because, like Hirsch just said, turnover every game, and then they let the SEC in turnover. So uh, that 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 pulls them to that C minus. Mike, 
I mean, it's a nice stat. Uh, I mean, but if you lead in turnovers, still like give up 50 points, it's kind of relevant. The what those two shut uh those scoreless quarters were big for me, but I have to give it a D plus. Um, just because I I saw regression. Yeah, I'm at C minus. No, I'm not. I'm at D plus. I can't do it. I can't even lie. I can't especially, even lie. Especially about if you go across the groups. I mean, I just can't even lie about it. Like I want to be like. There's encouraging signs from young guys on the defense, guys that will play next year. Uh, Powell, Princely, Desmond Watson, Kamari. Um, you know, got Shamar. Those kids will play next year. I was. I was. I was there with y'all. But the it, the term that is phenomenal. Well, to, to thing is, it is phenomenal, but guess what? It almost made no difference. I, I got you. Imagine what it would be without it. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even really, you know, because it's it's hit or miss to me. Like, well, where would we have been if we made tackles in every damn game and not gotten burned in the scene for fifty yard touchdown, you know, just which uh, um all right this this will be fun uh i didn't list this i listed this this is this is i listed this as special teams because these guys ain't game changers and until they are they're not earning them this is i'm gonna act like mike did about chaos with the damn special teams until they change a game they're set damn your, special teams set, set your standard i respect exactly. that these guys ain't game changers, but we'll talk about them anyway. Kickers. Wes, you okay? With, how do you feel about the kicker position this year? F, F, F. You can't hit extra points. Then you got one job. You got one freaking job. Extra points. You can't hit an extra point. You can't hit a 20-yarder. If, you if you're not hitting 80%, you're not doing your job. It's not 80%, and you're missing extra points. F. <laughs> Mike, eighty <laughs> percent. The what the hell is Austin Harden? What was he? It doesn't matter. We're not great. We're not no, great. No, no, I got a question. Harden. I got a question. He says a dark comparison. So you're saying this character, our kicking game this season, is is the same as Austin Harden? Yes. A, yes. Jesus Christ. Didn't, didn't I, Harden, I, that's fine. That's fine. Harden, didn't Harden? All right, no, that's fine. I heard our Harden hit a game winner. Cool, Vanderbilt. I know you're talking about. Nice try. Yeah. Flawed, mm-hmm. another flawed stat. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm gonna go C plus. Um, you know our our kickoffs are out of bounds too way too often, and we are pretty consistent with inside forty yards. That's why I'm gonna give it that. And yeah, the walk on. Uh, like I said, he's. Just, for the most part, said Yeti uh, inside 40 yards. And I can live with that. College kicker, he shouldn't be relied upon heavily outside of the 40. I don't know if they shouldn't, but I'm not pissed. C minus. C minus for me. Yeah. I'm not even going I'm not even going into detail because my God. I just we got a five star on the bench that can't earn the position. The walk on has to take it. I'm just I'm not thrilled with this whole group. It's this is gonna be a you know. Uh, punter, Wes, 
You like the Australian punter? Or no? Yes. Yeah, he, 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 can say, he can say A for me. I love the punter. He did his job. He was the only special teamer that did his job other than uh, we get to returners in Trevor Etienne. So shout out to uh, Crossshot. He did his job. The only one from the special team that did his job. He get only one that gets an A. Mike? You know, but B, he was solid. I'm not seeing the coffin corners, you know, punts in, in at the one. Um, that that old San Diego, well, let's just say, I don't want to mention him. It's not the best timing. You're really overanalyzing the punters. Not at all. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you drop him one within, you know, inside the five, yeah, I'll give you an A, but he's not. So, I'm, you know, I'm giving him a solid B. He was a solid punter. Maybe his is leg I, got tired. All those third quarter he's not, punts. He's, he, is he end of the day? Does he have a chance to get drafted? Absolutely not. You're not getting an A. I give him a. I give him a, a B plus. Uh, like I said, I think his his leg got tired in the third quarter of most games because of uh, all the punts we had to do in the third quarter. Oh God! I just look at this and I start to cringe. Return game. Wes. Punt return was absolutely awful. I wish we had had Ricky back there the entire time. Uh, early in the season, we had when we did try to bring it out, we got holding penalties. I mean, it was always something going on with that. Except when we when we finally made the move, I don't know if they removed guys that were on the return team as far as blockers. But when Trevor got in there, he did some solid things, brought that unit up to a D minus because. They lost us one game with the, the, the Jason Marshall uh, fair catch inside the five. Uh, I think uh, Hendo had a fumble. I mean, they looked they, they horrible. They looked the opposite of South Carolina. So if South Carolina has an A, then we were down there at F. But Trevor kind of brought that up because he had some key returns. Even against Florida State, I believe he had one too when they, when they got the score. So uh, I give their a, a D, solid D. I'll keep it short. It's D. Didn't do anything for me. Um, or I, Cali can go incomplete. But like I said, it's just uh, a bunch of bums out there. Um. Yeah. Uh, once again, man, I, I, golly, I hate – I don't like being down on the kid, but Xavier Henderson is not a return man. In, 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 is he a receiver? Not, I don't know. He's never down the field. He's real good catching him down the line when the quarterback doesn't throw it into the dirt. Um, it's a big S- subtle dig. Um, <laughs> no, um, I guess at the end of the day, I guess it was just the guy you were comfortable with at the beginning of the season was Xavier catching the ball. But we didn't even talk about the one thing in the beginning of the season that made the units the worst, and that was the penalties. Yeah. I mean, there was a part of the season, and Mike, Mike got to that point where he was just like, just fair catch it every time. Just wave. And I was actually going to say that. Sometimes when you know you don't have a game changer to, you know, get you, say, 10-plus yards, you know, where you're continuously um, having penalties like that, it's just best just to fair catch it. Say if nothing bad's going to happen, no man. Yeah, um – I'll check my battery. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go D plus because I'm gonna go with the same reason Wes said that the emergence of Trevor returning kicks, um, definitely saved that that group from going all the way to F. Oh my lord! Special team defense, Wes. This considers block kicks, block punts, uh, kickoffs, everything. 
Um, we didn't do any of that. So, um, being that our kicker missed extra point, he missed some inside the 20 and the 30. Um, I think he was under 70%, which is key. And then he kicked the ball out of bounds. Um, the fumbles on punt and kick return, penalties. The game changers get a D for me. Mike, you said overall? Yeah. Overall, special teams def- defense. Uh, uh, D plus because of the kicking. Um, thought we had a decent kicking game. Yeah, we didn't give up any real long returns. I think we gave up one all season that was even moderately, you know. Um, and credit that to our kickoff man. More than often than not, the ball's out of the end zone. Um, but I'm I'm right there. I mean, it, until we at the University of Florida block a field goal, block an extra point, block a punt, something uh, that reminds me of the Urban days. Nah, D plus guys, special teams as a whole. I mean, I think we're all pretty much in agreement that they suck. Um, Mike? If I go as a whole, I'll go D minus. And, and real quick, she said Urban, the Beamers of the world. That's a mindset and, like, time dedicated. So don't look forward to get that much better next year. You may get a little bit better if you have better players, obviously. you got One of those you, things you got to reevaluate. Yeah, so I mean, if he, I, Mike Mullen, you know, he didn't take, he never took it seriously. So he didn't, he got his poor results. Now you're gonna add more athletic players, but you still um, dedicate the same amount of time, hire the same type of um, in, um, same resume individual. All right, you get a little bit better production. Obviously, you have more talent. However, it's, I don't foresee like wholesale changes. No, you ever. got a guy named Couch running your special teams. Never. I don't think I don't going back to the mullet. I don't think I don't know maybe because he had good guys. I mean, you had Townsend running punt, uh, fake punts and stuff, and you had one of the best punters who's uh, currently punter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Then you had Eric uh, McPherson, who was one of the best kickers in the NFL, and then you had your starting receivers as the Gunners. I mean, we saw Van Jefferson and uh, Cleveland and those guys. Uh, and Grimes, you, you you put your starters, you put your best guys out there. So mullet did do that. I don't think we participated in as far as punt blocks and doing anything. But as far as kickers, we had McPherson and we had Townsend, one of the best punters in, in the country as well. So our special teams were good on the mother. We didn't score as far as returning punts and stuff like that. But we had solid guys like Swain uh, return fair, you know, like somebody who's, we know going to catch the ball. And that's how mother wanted to run it. So I think that's how that was. And I would rather have that than what we had this year. I mean, this year was a mess. I mean, if, if your kicker can't get to 70%, it's a problem. He was 68% kicking field goals. That's, that's a problem. Yeah, I just – I I don't – I can't quit talking about this crap quick enough. This this whole group just frustrated the hell out of me. Um, F, special teams at UF, F. <laughs> Change it. <laughs> I want to believe in the – Game changer title, but I don't. So, yeah. Anyway. All right, guys. Coaching, and we're going to only talk about two, the two that matter. Um, they all matter, but ultimately, these are the decision makers. So, first, Patrick Tony, 
Mike, what's your grade on Patrick Tony for the season? I think he was severely handicapped. And a lot of people don't realize this. And I think um, if you encapsulation of how much was the FSU game, I mean, you can you can only scheme up so well until like you can't tackle he can't tackle people himself. So with that being said, especially you know he's not running this, his desired scheme. I give him a, um, a C plus. I respect it, Wes. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Mike on that one. Uh, if you you put guys in position and you see it and they just don't do it, that's not it's nothing you can do about that. When we a lot of times we saw guys just leaving their area, and all the missed tackles can't put that on him when guys are in position to make the play. Yeah, I, I really I like the progression that we saw given the same pieces were still, I mean, like, you know, you, you didn't see wholesale changes. Um, the same, pretty much the same 11 guys marched out there a week in and week out, but they did get better whether anyone wants to admit that or not. But it goes back to the same thing we said all season, wrong puzzle pieces for the puzzle. Uh, I mean, it's just only time fixes that you can coach it to a certain amount. Um, I think you did see that with a lot of players that, you know, we talked about Amari Bernie. Um, we talked about Desmond Watson. We talked about Princely. We talked about uh, Powell. A lot of these kids showed a lot of progression. I think we have some solid pieces going in next year. I think we're going to have to hit the portal for some other ones. Um, and some people are got to make some business decisions on whether or not they want to, uh, to buy into the system. And if they don't, they might need to go find a new home. All right, now the big guy, captain of the squad, Billy Napier. Wes, what's your grade for Billy Napier after season one? You kind of put him in the same category as, you you know, we just talked about Tony um, and give him the same grade based off we know he doesn't have his guy quarterback. Uh, We know we've chronicled AR struggle, but what he did in the run game, was uh, phenomenal, but then he had some play calling things. So I guess, I, I don't know, do we separate separate the head coach from uh, the OC? Or do we combine those together? Because there's some things he left out there to be desired, like we talked about Florida State um, as far as us. Let's, the- let's just talk about him as the offensive coordinator because the head coach encompasses more than just games. Okay, so as the offensive um, coordinator, he, left, he, was, he did – I mean, we, we, just, we just talked about it. We're top ten offense. Scored a bunch of points. Uh, there's some things he may need to tweak, and I always talked about his ability to evolve, his thing on numbers and data, and, and his willing to not be stubborn. I know a lot of people think he's stubborn, he's stuck in his way. Um, I'm big, and hopefully I'm right, on him and his ability to evolve and take information and not be stuck in his way. So um, I'm going to give him a C for this year, and hopefully we can see some improvement in the future. Mike? Um, so I'm going to piggyback off what Wes said. I mean, yeah, the top ten in scoring, but, like, honestly, I don't give a shit about points. I give a shit about wins. And, like, a lot of his play calling was a direct result in us losing. So, fact, at least two wins, or at least two games, Kentucky and FSC, was a direct result of his play calling. 
Um, I would give him a B minus uh, just because we, for the most part, we did actually. Yeah, I'm it's the, hard. I would. It's I'd hard. give him a B minus, but you know what's really killing me is the Vanderbilt game where the game plan just just run the ball. Joe Schmoke is just talking, just run the ball. You're to beat these guys, especially on the road. It's an away, away game. We're playing at eleven o'clock. Don't make it more difficult than it is. Especially you have the game plan in third quarter FSU. Run the ball. It's not that hard. Um, Kentucky. Why the hell are you running the ball? Why aren't you running the ball? You're letting your own quarterback beat you. You lost to AR. So I mean, he's he's really on that fringe of a B minus C because he beat himself. Is what he. he but he, he showed production, which I did like. Um, I saw uh, progression with the players, the Caleb Douglases, the, the Odoms of the world, um, even the Ethan Whites. I mean, Kingsley's horrible, so he's never going to progress. But, I mean, look at the, look at Barber. So you got to have to look at the individual progression as well. To um, that's, a, that's, you know, a sign of a, a Billy in his in game. So I'll give about a, I'll just a B minus. Even though I'm really fringe on that, on that seat, I'm I'm right there with Mike. I'm at, I'm at a B minus, and the reason why is I see what the offense is capable of. I know a lot of people think that he needs to get an offensive coordinator. I don't think he necessarily needs an offensive coordinator. I think he just needs to stick with what's working. Um, and and you know, I mean, maybe that's a look in the mirror after this season and go, you know, I really overthought things. Um, at times, um, and use it as an example going forward. Look, I could have won these games playing it a lot more simpler than, and you know, I just overthought it. Um, but once again, Kylie, I keep hate, I hate keep having to heart back to this, but how many points and wins were left on the field by inconsistent quarterback play, too? You know, we don't know, we can't answer that. Um, can't count that high. <laughs> I do know that two, arguably the two best offensive players outside of, you know, obviously NTN's in there, were developed by Billy Napier. Osiris Torrance, Montrell Johnson, both scouted, identified, and developed by Billy Napier and his staff. Both were tremendous successes this season. Can't argue it. Um, so that's that's more hope for the future on what we can expect to be developed in this offense to me. Um, we need to see more consistency out of our, you know, receivers. We need to see more consistency out of our blocking scheme across the line. But as overall, I was not disappointed in the offense. We played well enough pretty much every game to win, um, except, like we said, the Kentucky game where that was just a debacle. And the FSU game, we come out of the half doing something completely different. So, Guys, I got a question I want to ask all of us as we come to a close on our report card for the season. Um, And I'll start with you, Wes. Wes, do you consider this season a success, a failure, or is it just a wash? I consider it a success. Uh, When you go to a bowl game um, and you get those extra practices, that's what we kind of were aiming at. Where not me, I I expected my expectations, me being real, were higher than what they were, but that's because I set uh, these high expectations on AR. Um, You're the hype man. That's what you do. He let me me down in a lot of games, but as Mike alluded to, so did Billy Napier. Um, Sometimes as a head coach, OC, 
you have to rein the team in yourself. So uh, uh, it's not a wash uh, because I feel like who I think our coach is, he's going to learn from this. And I think we'd be better for having a six, six year and actually not being fooled like how we were by Mullen and illusion. We were 10 and two, 11 and three. We were doing those things. And uh, that was to me fool's goal because we amassed over the problems. I like to have the problems early and then you're able to fix them. Mike? I think the season's a resounding success. Um, AR is AR. I'm not going to comment on him. He is what he is. But end of the day, you got a young team. You have a team that, you know, wasn't um, – it was clear after week two you could tell who they were. They were not going to win a national championship. So that being said, you start you need to start looking to the future, especially with the young team. So, one, we, we got both. We got the 15 practices – Practices for the young uh, for the uh, uh, the young bucks. Um, we developed. We, we showed that not only his transfers uh, play well in the SEC, but not that, but his uh, tra- uh, recycle uh, recruiting class recycle. Um, Caleb Douglas, like I said, uh, who else? Miguel Mitchell and those three stars. Those are pure evals from him. He showed just. Pr- Progression overall as a team, you know, the, his hires, you know, uh, look at Tony. Tony, like I said, you know, he showed he can get the job done, you know, help Bernie look good under him. I mean, that's I, I didn't think that was possible. So this is a team as a whole. But I think the biggest thing that he showed as for progress, and you've seen it uh, other play other jobs, the team never gave up, ever. No matter the score, no matter the location, never gave up. Even if they're inferior on, on talent, it's just they're fighters. And that says a lot. That shows that they everybody, nearly everybody bought in. And if you can do that in year one with guys who are not yours and guys who may be looking to the league and and some guy, your, your, your quarterback who may or may not be checked out, like that's the hardest. I don't give a shit about wins. I'll sacrifice uh, a Vanderbilt loss or whatever, you know, whatever for that to occur in my season. So the fact that I got bowl, bowl wins or bowl practices, uh, um, development and passion and buy-in. Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head of what I was going to say right there. Um, outside of Georgia, who we were – in it with in the third quarter. I mean, it was closer than it could have been. Some bad calls to make. Should have made a lot closer. Um, we could have beat any team we played this year. I mean, we were in it to the last snap of every single game, pretty much. Um, and that's with kids that you knew at, at you know, especially later in the season, knew they were going to leave. Um, but they played hard, so they're bought in, man. Um. I'm very encouraged with that. I'm very encouraged with the obviously the the running backs and that the running game as a whole was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm encouraged at the way the defense played, especially in late here in the season, despite knowing what we were and who we had. Um, I just want to see us go out there, sign up a really solid. Top 10, 
hopefully top seven recruiting class and then get, I, I mean, I'm going to say it out loud, 10 to 12 transfers that can play snaps next year. And and some of these guys, when I say play snaps, I don't mean every one of them has to be a starter, but contributors. Some defensive line depth, linebacker depth, guys, safeties that can compete for the starting position. Um, you know, a quarterback, because guess what? We need one. And we'll talk more about that next week when the portal opens. That'll be topic A that we talk about is who's playing quarterback for the University of Florida next year, because I don't think it's going to be Jaden Rashada. And given the events of today, we know it ain't going to be Jalen Kidna. So, and I know nobody on this podcast is standing for Jack Miller. (laughs) So, Arizona. (laughs) There's, there's, that's the biggest question mark right now to me is, is, you know, as you go forward into year two, you got to find a quarterback. So we'll discuss that next week when we talk about the portal and um, what the targets look like as the portal opens on December 5th. But that's pretty much going to close the book, Pretty, you know, for all intents and purposes on the 2022 season. It's been fun covering it. We've had a lot of fun talking about it and disagreeing about it. And, you know, a lot of frustrations, but, you know, we knew that was going to happen. Um. Hopefully next year we got a lot more exciting stuff to talk about. But that being said, guys, as you know, this podcast, as we've uh, told you the last few weeks, is a part of the people. <laughs> and on the part of the people, we like to take some questions from our uh, from the guys that follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And Wes has got a few questions that we're going to answer to wrap this portion of the of the show up. Wes, what do you got from for us to answer? Yeah, the first question is from Jay Stubbins. He says, do you think we go after the Texas quarterback transfer Hudson card, card or any big other big names, even though we have Rashada coming in? Um, Kind of just spoke about that. I do. And I don't think it's card. I don't think card's going to be – I think he'll be down the list of guys that we look after. But I'm not going to – like I said, we'll talk about that more next week, but I'll let Mike hit on it a little bit. So him in particular or a, just a transfer? I think he used him as an example. Yeah, because he, he said he liked him when he saw him play against uh, Alabama, so he kind of mentioned him too. So I'm not taking anyone with more than one year of eligibility or that you that plans on – better yet, I will not take anyone who plans on being in college football for longer than one year. I want, I want a transfer. Rashada, I do not want – I don't believe he's ready. I think it'll be better for him and his development and our program. If he sits and learns, I think, you know, uh, given our talent and the coaching, the, tra- the co- talent coming in and the tra- including the transfers, recruiting in the coaching, we have a chance for these next year. Um, so uh, I'm taking a one year, a stopgap. Yeah. You want to find that. I think we need, we're looking, I think the university of Florida's goal today is to find a quarterback that is looking to jump himself into the first round of the draft next year and and really show out next year. Agreed. I'm not going to add anything to what you guys and I don't, said. I don't know who that quarterback is. Is it Sam Hartman from Wake Forest? He's been rumored. I've heard UF might not clear him medically because of his health so, issues. Well, there's no way in God's green earth Sam Hartman is going first round. 
Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, you just you kind of answered some one of the questions. Some some guy was asking uh some guy. about Sam Hartman. So that was Dennis. Dennis, I'm not going to answer your question because he kind of answered it about Sam Hartman. We have heard rumors that uh, Florida might not. Uh, he has a medical issue that he that took him a while to get back on the field for Wake Forest. So uh, we don't think that. And we that know maybe, UF is kind of funny about these things. Look at the uh, Keontae yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, this is from Nof Savelli. Uh, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Uh, this question is, do you think we go after Sam McCall from Florida State and uh, and Leary from Alabama, the, the DB from Florida State that we were linked to? I think he was committed to us before he decommitted a couple years ago. And Leary, we were in running from four as well from Bama. Do you think we go after those guys? Um, I'm going to start this and let Mike finish it because I know me and Mike are kind of on the same page about this. There's no way Sam McCall plays at the University of Florida. Agreed. Um, word is that kid is kind of a locker room cancer, and I don't like to speak ill will about young men playing this game, but all I know is he wasn't a fit over there, caused some disruption, said he was transferring earlier, backed out of it, and now he's transferring again. No, he ain't coming to Florida. Mike? I mean, he wasn't a take last cycle, so I mean <laughs> – um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Call as far days. as Leary goes, I liked Leary coming out of high school, but if you can't cut it at Bama with that wide receiver room they had this year, eh. I'm this. I always I like to go by fan reactions. Um, he obviously didn't get a lot of burn. He he doesn't have the biggest, most the best size. Um, however. A lot of a lot of folks are not pleased to see him leave. So you, going by that, um, I know we were in it when he came out of high school. So that's a whole, but, different, no, whole, different, that's different, a whole staff, different staff. Whole different staff. Um, that like the different size and kind of receiver. So you have to kind of play if, that. If, if Persall goes, yeah, I don't. I, I Persall's won't. staying. I, I know. Yeah, that I'm, I'm just. I know what you, I got you. For the sake of argument, right now I don't want him because I think we can do better. Right now we need. Production. If I don't want an unproven guy, I'll, I'll just get worry about my recruits. Um, to me, just because he went to Bama, I don't get two shits. A lot of play, a lot of receivers went to Bama and they suck. All right. So I mean, there's like I'd rather have that kid out of Charlotte. Grant DeBose is going to be the guy. I just I was going to say you know, six three burner. There, there are plenty of guys. But, uh, a lot. Grant DeBose is a legitimate prospect. Yeah. So there's plenty of guys that are. Proven and have our better scheme fit. Yep. So I mean, I, just because you got that A on your helmet, hey, I don't give. I'll give two shits. Hey. Wes, hit us All with right. one more. All right. This is from Justin Wood. I got to get him in. He is a frequent question uh, giver, uh, asker, I should say, every right. week. So he's a person um, of the pod. Yeah, he's a person of the pod. So shout out to you, Justin. Uh, he wants. He, he kind of. Well, we kind of didn't ask answer this, so I'll i ask this question. He said the most realistic targets in the portal at quarterback, linebacker, and D line. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and hit this right now. We don't know. We Not don't know because we don't know December because until 5th. December fifth. Look, guys. Um, for those that 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 don't know, the portal is is going to be a crazy place this year. Um, 
you're seeing a, a bunch of names hit now and it's and it's going to just multiply in the next week as kids decide look i want to i want to better my position in an offense for the you know so i can get ready for the draft or i want to posi- better my my nil position that's already occurred at missouri yes well and it's like mike just brought up the kid mike just brought up uh, grant debose the kid playing at charlotte look it isn't going to be a secret charlotte doesn't have an nil that can compete with power five programs so that's going to be a bidding war for kids like that and kids know that kids that have had production at these smaller schools and know hey look i can come to your it's it's free agency it's all it is and and, and it's it's a matter of hey kid selling himself look i can come to your school and be a difference maker next year before before we go out I'm going to give you these two just quick answers on these two. We got one late. And I, this is a recruiting question. So we're recruiting podcasts. Okay. So I want you to ask. Yeah, them. hit us up with it. Um, Bobby Miller wants to know, and this can be simple any update on Keon uh, Zipper would be appreciated. Not Bobby Zipper. He was going to play yeah. last game. Zipper or that extra ER. He didn't say. So I was, I was going to say Keely. I, I said Zipper, but I meant Keely. So yeah, Keon, Keon Keely? Okay, if it was Keon Keely, he was at the Iron Bowl this weekend. I, I guarantee you, I'm almost certain he's going to Alabama. Okay. Um, Zipper last, thought he was going to play versus Florida State, and he didn't. This last one from Jared White. Um, I'm going to get his in there because this is another recruiting question. He wants to know about uh, is there anything we're hearing about Roussard and Smith? Is there, Do we still have a chance? I think there's no chance on Smith, but I square. I think we're squarely in it for Roussard. Have to see what Hugh Freeze going to Auburn does for that recruitment. Did not like that hire for that particular reason. Um, I, I know those kids have been interested in Auburn for this, for even when they didn't have a coach. So that makes you leery of the fact that they're looking for a reason to, to like that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I've heard over and over all over and over again that Russell is very interested and, uh, we offer him things that he's not getting at other schools as far as positional play. I don't if we don't get him back on on campus for a visit before signing day. I, I don't see it happening. All right, that's All right. it. All right, guys, part of the people, we love it. Keep the questions question. coming. Yes, question. we will put that up again next week, guys. Um, be sure to, we'll put it up a little earlier, so guys have time to get uh, multiple questions in. Because um, as you know, we don't have games to talk about next week. So uh, the more content, the better. If y'all can bring us uh, content to to fill the show, we're here for it, man. So <clears throat> yeah, we got to get down to business, please. As do. we as we please do as as we crawl to the finish line of the 2022 respect our decision pick them. Oh my God! Just last week, Wes was so close. He had pulled even with Mike. And then it happened. Rivalry weekend. And Wes went a resounding two and eight. Holy hell. And me and Mike went five and five, which isn't outstanding. But hey. <laughs> hey, hey, it's like a Honda Accord. Nothing wrong with the car. You get good nice. gas mileage, good resale Durable. value. Great resale value. <laughs> Phenomenal. So that takes the totals on the season. Hirsch, 83 and 43. A cool 40 games even over 500. Mike, 
78 and 48. And and West is down there at 75 and 51. Uh pretty much just pretty much battling for the number one pick. It's respectable. <laughs> Losing um, mentality. And guys, I want to announce before we get to this week, the last week of picks here, we're gonna do for the season. Um, we will be doing a bowl pick 'em through ESPN for the bowl season. Um, we will send the links out after the bowl games are announced and the pick'ems are put up on ESPN. And we will be doing that for a prize for the first place winner. We will announce the prize later. It'll probably be something like a hat or something, a gator's hat, something of that nature. But um we want y'all to get in on the action that we've had fun doing all year with these picks and uh, see who really knows ball. Um, and that's that's what it's all about. We got a nice little uh, graphic made up with a patch on it that says, who knows ball? I was about to say, was that a nice little, uh, nice little hashtag there? Yeah, who knows ball? That's going to be there. And that's how you'll know if that's the pick em entry when you see the hashtag, who knows ball? It's not That'll the guy that fun. went two and eight. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Championship week. USC versus uh, – no, I'm sorry. Utah versus USC. These are no at since they're all neutral site games. Mike, go ahead. Go, go Utah. My God. Listen. Utes, baby. Them boys, show, them boys show up. Going for broke, man. Got to go with USC. Yeah, Utah beat him the first game by by the a damn nose hair. There ain't no damn way that uh I don't see him beating them second. USC sees the playoffs, man. Um, that's and I think that's the problem. Oh, oh well, mm. we shall find out. All right, the team of destiny: Kansas State versus TCU. Let me go last, man. I got to catch on. I got to see what y'all picking. I got to pick the opposite. No, 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 no. no you no, don't no. get that kind of whole. Hey, no, actually, man. no, no. Hey, Hirsch, can I can I ask a question, sir? Go ahead. With that actual, with that statement, can you make him go first on every single one? I mean, he's he's got to go first statement. on this one anyway because he's there. He got the losing record. TCU. I was about TCU. to say TCU. I'll go first. I ain't scared of y'all. How's the man that gets the losing record get first? I mean, you ain't got the first pick. <laughs> That's Mike. the way it goes. Now uh, you got in the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh Martinez playing this game? I don't know. Yep. Guys, thanks. This show was brought to you by. It Martinez, Mar- I'm just saying, Mar- all right, so I'm sorry. Martinez is a game. I'm going to go with the, uh, the Horn, uh, Horn Frogs. I had his chance to say it, and he didn't. Horn Dogs, baby, pick them. TCU. Woo. Golly, TCU's been on this every week, I think, since we started. Amen. Man, this game right man. here. LSU versus UGA in Atlanta. Mike. Have you seen uh, George's recent record versus LSU? I have. I was <laughs> hoping you'd bring that up. Let's just say uh, Georgia fans haven't been talking um, a lot of smack because there's no nothing, nothing, nothing to say. What's Kirby's <laughs> record versus LSU again, Mike? I believe it's got a zero in it, but it ain't on the right side. 
All right, I'm going LSU once again. Brian Kelly is a uh, – it's not quite the uh, playoff. That's where he he does falter, but he'll do well in this game. All right, Wes. I know where you're going. <laughs> you ain't picking no Brian Kelly. <laughs> I, want, I hate Georgia. I, I don't want to pick him, but for this for this sake, I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to go to win um, – I hope LSU wins, but I'm gonna go with Georgia. Yeah, I'm I'm going with UGA all the way on this. Ugh, golly. All right. UCF versus Tulane. Wes. Use Gus. Going with Gus. Okay. Mike? Do you have faith in Gus? <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I have as much faith in Gus as Nate, Nate Craig Myers does in Gus. Ooh, that's a um, drop. That's a reference. You like that? Ooh. <laughs> Should have come to Florida. Right. <laughs> uh, does some ruin skill players' careers. Tulane. Mike's messing with my outline. Not to make LSU. Not LSU can win just because you picked Tulane. Yeah, I'm going with Tulane as well, man. I I think they beat uh, UCF. Beat them earlier. Um, I'm a bit worried about that coach leaving. All right. Uh, good lord, what am I doing here? All right. Purdue versus Michigan. Mike. I gotta go mint khaki pants. You stealing my my free my coin towards khaki pants? pants. (laughs) You can get me that too, Hurst. I'm going khaki pants too. Khaki pants. Yeah, Michigan's they're rolling right now, man. I thought losing their running back was gonna cost them, but um. Golly, I mean, what a surprise at how they showed up last week. All right, guys. I got a quick question for you, Hirsch. Yes. Good old Clemson. Who do you have them? The uh they got they got UNC. Yeah. Who you got? I get to make the last the first pick of the last you know, you're, you you've been doing this for so long, you know. <laughs> I wanna return the favor. You, 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 like, you like Dabo or you like uh, Little Mac, the Mac truck? North Carolina's lost two in a row. Yeah, I'd love to pick the future Florida quarterback, uh, you know, Mayday. Um, little subliminal th- thought process there as I try to wish it into existence. <laughs> but, um, Ooh, God, I don't know, man. I feel pretty – ah, give me Clemson. Give me Clemson. UNC's look too shaky the last two weeks. I can't go with them. I don't think Clemson can score with them. I, I really can't. Their I don't defense know if UNC sucks. can score on them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't no. – Georgia Listen. Tech shut North Carolina down. Man, give me the Mack truck. Okay. Wes, close it out. Tigers. Go, go Tiger. Tigers. Go Tigers. 
All right, guys. We will, of course, go over these results next week, but that pretty much does it for the 2022 Respect Our Decision Pick'em. Um, it's been fun. It's been fun, man. I mean, the bowl season, that's going to be the bowl pick'em. That's going to be a completely different thing. Um, we won't do those pretty much online. I mean, we may talk about a few of them on the game. Final, final four. Final Yeah, we'll talk about that. But um, it's been fun, man. It's been fun uh, being right, being wrong. We've had some moments. Mike picking uh, Appalachian State to uh, sixteen half point underdog to beat. Um, you know, when I picked uh, Tennessee hey. to beat Bama, I felt pretty that, good about that it. That's a good one. Oh. Uh. Wes made some picks this year too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a great week last week. Y'all struggled. Y'all struggled last week, and I had. A I mean, week. listen, Hirsch and I, yeah. we had some, we had some highlights. You had West, some lights. West, West had lights. West had yeah the Arkansas, uh, the lights of Arkansas. Need some lights. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they were like LED or anything. Need some lights. Uh, it's been a rough year for Wes. He's he's. He rode some horses to the very end, and they they died on him. <laughs> and 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 Gundy. Yeah, yeah. You rode some you rode some bad dogs on the track. I know that. Whew. All right, guys. It's been fun. Been good. Time to bring it to a close. Um. Anything you guys want to add before we get out of here? No, nah, just thank you guys for your support. We appreciate you. Um, but her's going to wrap it up. Also hit that notification bell too. So anytime we drop on YouTube, you'll be alerted that we are, uh, our podcast is dropped. So if you follow us on YouTube, notification bell as well. He got two things. Uh, you know, this is, well, this is known, you know, babe, babe has got us. Um, but not much longer. What? Never mind. (laughs) We said a lot. It's a blend of hits. Ew. No, but um, I think it's safe to say uh, we're in good hands. And, you know, we've already spoken on it earlier, but it feels good, you know, that there, you can actually see legitimate future um, with young kids as well, not just short-term fixes. Like, no, like, I'm, right, yeah, we have a nice recruiting cycle now, but guess what? The 2024 West's recruiting cycle is even better. And you potentially even have a QB one in tow for that. That's a, and we're getting QB ones like the ones we want. Like yeah. for, not like all right, one B. Like no, we want a guy. We got him done. So it says a lot about the program where it's headed. It's it's nice to be in some elite recruiting battles. It's nice to see us targeting guys specifically especially in the state of Florida, but then going and getting your quarterback from California, from Texas, um, you know, that that's a – I know Mike's echoed it many times. That's a train of thought that you got to have if you want to be a successful head coach. I mean, you've watched Saban do it. You, you know, obviously Alabama recruits nationally. Um, but if you look at it, I mean, the majority of their great prospects in Georgia's too come from the southeast. Um. Texas and East. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a blueprint and, and we're following it. Just got to have patience with it, man. I know it's not easy. It's not easy for us. We get up here some weeks. We don't want to do this staggering show, you know, like the raw reaction shows. It's hard to get up for that show after losing a Vanderbilt. I mean, what do you talk about? What do you, you sit here and you're just, <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, how many times did you decline my PTO? 
Yeah, a bunch. <laughs> Mike went in the trenches and saw more losses than wins. Jeez, I thought I was a jinx. So did everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we really, really appreciate it. We appreciate still, y'all. Uh, I'm still old gas money, but anyway. <laughs> We appreciate y'all hanging with us through the season. Obviously, we're not going nowhere, guys. We're going to be covering recruiting and portal nonstop each and every week. It's just going to be one show a week right now. Unless we have some killer interviews, we might bring y'all a a special broadcast here and there. Um, We definitely got some things lined up for the future, some guys we're going to get on here. Uh, We might have us a guest next week. That's our goal, so we can – talk about the season a little bit more from someone else's point of view besides us three biased individuals. Um, But we appreciate it guys. But as always, we thank you for all the downloads on the episodes and we encourage you if you don't to go out and download wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, As always guys, check out our YouTube channel just continues to grow and grow, but we appreciate your support on that and would appreciate it. If you don't currently subscribe, subscribing to the channel, And like Wes said, hit the notification bell, hit the like on the videos and drop us comments. I love some of the comments we get. They're hilarious. Um, And as always, guys, if you would like to support us in any way, shape or form as creators, check out our Patreon. Respect our decision. We put everything we got back into just trying to get the show better and better. Because as we've stated many times, Mike, if you're not getting better, getting worse. That is correct. Take us home, Wes. Yeah, appreciate it, Hurst. Again, uh, this is a show that uh, salute, salute, I'm sorry, that support our troops. So to our troops, I thank you guys for your service. Uh, if you're a veteran or uh, you know someone as a veteran that's uh, having uh, issues or has questions about uh, disability benefits, please hit us up and we'll get those questions answered for you. Uh, thank you guys again for following us this season. And like Hurst said, we're going to continue with some more great content and we get content and we have some good interviews coming up and some giveaways as well. So thank you guys for following us and supporting us. We love you guys, and we appreciate you guys. Go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.